that time of year again. The time of year when we, uh, I guess this is our version of counting our blessings. <laughs> this, yeah. this is our uh, our unruffled 2018. I don't remember if we did this last year. We probably did. Yes. But I have no recollection. Yes, this is the third annual now. Cool. Good we, for us. We started it because of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kind of because, yeah, in yeah. the middle of 2016, we just, well, I guess in the latter quarter, we went, it's just everything, the whole world went all to shit. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much been all to shit <laughs> since then. Like we were trying, we had this document for a while <laughs> and we were like kind of adding things to it, but really 2018 was not a good year in general. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, pretty slim pickings. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess uh, we're going to start off with this year in video games, because, uh, you know, there was... Now, a whole lot of cool game stuff isn't coming until next year, which is yeah. like my my Untitled Goose Game socks and fuzzy goose t-shirt are, are en route to me. So, okay, I guess we can give that one to 2018. The delightful Untitled Goose Game sock slash sock puppets <laughs> <laughs> and the t-shirt that has a goose printed on it with flocked ink, which is wonderful, um, came out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, oh, but that, main... that reminds me, though, um, like Apple did their like year in App Store and like like their game like picks and everything like yeah. December 1st. Yeah, which it's sucks like, for anything. It's like, does that go back to December 2017 or is the whole month just missing every year and it's just 11 months of whatever? Yeah, that kind of sucks because I, I'm pretty sure like a bunch of people kind of get things in before the Christmas shutdown. Right. And all of that stuff would p potentially not be eligible <laughs> for uh, consideration. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's something that they have to think about, too. Um, I think their pick for iOS, I, I know one of their picks was definitely Donut County, right. which is one of my picks, too, because it was just so delightful. I, we all know how much I love Mayhem, and yes. it's pretty much, it's a game about See, realizing also the goose game. Right. <laughs> I, that's why I'm super looking forward to that. Yeah. So, and and there's this really cool article about uh, the Donut County is sort of a game about realizing that you're an asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, it kind of is. And there, I'll 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 dig up a link for that because it was really interesting. Um, yeah, that was basically one of my games of the year. Um, also in mobile. Uh, the room old sins came out like every room game is better than last no matter how improbable it seems at this point and uh old sins was a creepy haunted dollhouse which could not be more my aesthetic <laughs> like when they announced that that was the theme i was like it's like you've made a game exactly <laughs> specifically for me amazing I don't think anything else super of note came out on mobile, which yeah. is sad. Not that I've played, certainly. I mean, well, of course, there was Fortnite mobile, which, you know. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That won one of the Apple iOS store awards, but I forget for what. I was like. <laughs> Most successfully monetized? <sighs> Probably. <laughs> it, it's made by uh, Epic, right? I think. Uh, believe so yeah um today they just announced that they are pulling all of 
the Infinity Blade stuff from iOS. Ooh. Because I guess even when you're the people that make the complicated engine, it's easy to accidentally upgrade yourself out of <laughs> being able to update one of your old games. Nice. Those people <laughs> loved those. Uh, I did not hear about that. Yeah, well, and the only reason I know about them is because they were like multiple keynote features. Yeah, I mean, they were some of the most gamey games on iOS. Yeah. The graphics were always like amazing for the time. And yeah. I, don't know, I tried to play one once and I was like, hmm, this is not for me. Uh, so uh, we can pivot to consoles from there. Um, yeah. Now, I didn't get anything from Microsoft this year. Um, I am not reaping returns on my uh, Xbox One no suffix. Yeah. Um, we own one of those too, and we've only used it for... I, I feel like we've only used it for Netflix in 2018. No. To be fair, <laughs> I buy the Microsoft hardware because i'm invested in halo as a story hmm. um and <laughs> they uh uh punted the release of the next game again so um <laughs> i don't even know if it'll run on this um Neat. <laughs> so it, it might be my dedicated um halo 5 machine for its entire life um hmm. but um an amazing thing microsoft did this year was they released um their accessible controller except they didn't call it that they called it something else with an a adaptive controller adaptive yes that's it yeah um so the uh the long story behind it is um so people that play games um competitively at like at like the sport level because that's a thing now mm. the face of an xbox controller has you know an ass load of buttons and also <laughs> two sticks that your thumbs are supposed to take care of all at the same time. And then two shoulders and two triggers. Yeah, man, I can't get over the shoulders. That was my biggest problem in Ori in the Blind Forest was I was supposed to hit a shoulder button and I kept hitting a trigger button or vice oh. <laughs> versa. Cause like I'm, my fingers are not used to that. I can barely deal with four buttons on the front. Well, what these, um, quote unquote pro gamers do is they mod the face buttons on their controllers to be fourth and fifth triggers. Um, <laughs> and while that seems ridiculous at first, I a thought occurred to me earlier today, which is that on a flute, clarinet, saxophone, or oboe, yeah, your right thumb is on a thumb rest, but other than that, everything else has its place and it's, you know, handful of keys that it's supposed to hit. And nothing is too substantially overloaded except for the pinkies. Um, so, <laughs> Especially if you've got a bee foot on the flute. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, it, it would make more sense for controllers to be full of buttons on the handles rather than the face. It's just sort of yeah. like an accident of their evolution that that's how they ended up. Um, but anyway, um, so they found out that... So they, they, make the, they made a pro controller that was like, like $100 instead of 60 that was more easily moddable or something. Um, and they found out that it was a big hit in the accessibility community. So they went from there, and now basically what you can buy is a piecemeal kit so that, well, you can basically design your own control scheme and map it, you know, to the existing buttons um, 
with anything you could operate. I mean, um, you know, mouth controls, foot controls, um, enormous, less precision buttons, you know, just whatever you need to be able to, you know, adapt a control scheme to whatever your mobility needs are. Um, and they're pushing it this holiday season um, with this commercial that I'll put in the show notes because it is hard not to feel something while watching it. It really is. Like, I'm basically a dried up husk of a person at yeah. this point. But even my heart grew three sizes this day when I watched that. Um, I hadn't watched it previously, but I did. Uh, I had to wait until after, like, all, like when, you know, <laughs> all my meetings were done for the day and I had you know, some uninterrupted time. The, the commercial, um, I don't know how many actors it has, but the, uh, um, the, the kid in it um, isn't. You know, he's an actual user and, you know, maybe helped with some design input. And they have a whole website with a couple other people as well. And, you know, their whole justification and everything. But the point is, you know, like, this is not a cash grab. It costs how much it costs because, you know, like, it's a bunch of stuff. But, you know, it's it's just a wonderful thing. And it's kind of in contrast to Nintendo, unfortunately, because, mm. like, they do things where like they require the use of motion controls where they're not needed and kind of get in the way. Yeah. It's like, no dudes, this will be really cool. You've got to use this this way. And people are like, um, I physically can't. Yeah. So three annoying examples are, um, so in uh breath of the wild, which is a 2017 game, but whatever. Um, there are a couple of puzzles where you have to like hold the switch or your controller like that awful tilty labyrinth game. Not to roll a ball around, but you know, just to orient platforms so that you can, you know, then just go jump across them. Horrible. Yeah. And 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 also like it required like rotation around the Y axis, you know, like rotating like if you were standing and turning to look at something in different corners of the room, like Oof. not up or down. Um, and of course, when you do that, you're not facing the TV anymore <laughs> or you're holding yeah. your controller upside down. You know, it was just obnoxious. Um, and in uh, the Mario game, you have to like throw your hat by flicking the thing. Um, and in the uh, Pokemon game, which is, you know, a good thing of 2018 that they did um, <laughs> to catch Pokemon, you have to throw Pokeballs at them. Um, now, this is supposed to mimic, you know, the iOS game where you sort of do like a flicky gesture, um, like, but with your finger, but they made it a motion control. Um, and yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Um, and then I figured out that if you play with the console in hand, like with the, uh, the Joy-Cons attached to it, it's just A. Mm. And it's like, oh, come on. And like, this is further annoyed by the fact that when I tried to play the game with the pro controller, it asked me which Joy-Con I wanted to use. <laughs> it didn't even say like doesn't support pro controller. It's just like, which Joy-Con do you want to use? You have four paired. Hi there, you jerk. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. 
But overall, <laughs> the game didn't suck. <laughs> oh, no, it's wonderful. It is um, exactly the nostalgia trip that it needed to be. So, um, basically, I play Pokemon once every 15 years when they remake the original. <laughs> nice. Um, so, I played the original, um, and then I played Yellow, and so that was like 1998 or maybe 2000. Um, then I played that remake, um, Fire Red, in um, fairly recent, because I didn't own it, Game Boy Advance. I waited until I had it on the emulator. Um, and then I played this one, you know, so it's the same game I've played three times before, but the graphics keep getting better. Um, <laughs> and there's a new mechanic. So I got the Eevee one um, and the Eevee is very fluffy. And mm -hmm. one of the things you do with it is you have to pet it. Oh, so, you know, it it's it uses the touchscreen for that and you just, you know, pet it. And it either likes it or it doesn't like it and you have to pet it somewhere else. But it's, you know, a fun, ridiculous mechanic. And for doing that, um, the game rewards you with um, a stat that in previous games was pretty rare and you didn't know when it happened. But basically, if you got hit with like 110% worth of the damage necessary to KO you... Um, Sometimes if you had a strong enough bond set with a Pokemon, it would endure it and, you know, just have like one HP. Um, hmm. In this game, it finally like tells you that that's what happened. A pink heart appears above it and it says, you know, Eevee endured because it loves you. Oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. So, you know, it's a wonderful game. It's eased up on a lot of like the more annoying stuff on it, like how grueling grinding is. And, you know, it's. It's otherwise been great, except for the motion controls crap. But at least you can get around it by just playing it in a handheld mode. Mm. But I like my TV. It's 55 inches, mm. not 7. <laughs> right. And not like a particularly good 7-inch screen either. No, it is not iPad mini quality. It's like original <laughs> Kindle Fire quality. Yeah, it's got bad viewing angles. It's only 720p. It's Yeah, yeah it's not good. I'm trying to think if I played anything on Switch. I, I do not think that I did at all. The entire calendar year? Possibly not. I'm trying to remember. Like, I definitely didn't complete any games. Uh, when I was trying to think of awesome games that came out this year, I was like, oh, West of Loathing. But that was a 2017 game. <laughs> I think it came out for Switch this year. Uh, I bought the collector's edition from Limited Run Games, which I have not yet received. Hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't. Because I would say I would say it would count if you know you bought a new platform of it when it came out. Uh, okay, sure. Then let's count. <laughs> I don't know. I think it came out because, uh, like, I would count Mario Kart Eight Deluxe for Switch as a 2017 mm. game, not 2014 or whenever it came out for Wii U mm. or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I guess uh, there's a Katamari game for Switch now. Uh, I've never actually played one of those except for the Clicker on iOS. Oh yeah, that reminds me, I totally forgot about Florence, which came out this year. This, that was the first game from Mountains, which is Ken Wong of Monument Valley fame. Mm his new studio in Australia. Um, it was actually really good. Uh, it was short and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was fully 
So I expected like something more amazing than Monument Valley, which was not reasonable. <laughs> the bar is too high. <laughs> it is, and and Florence failed to uh, what do you leap over? What do you <laughs> clear that bar? Yeah. There we go. That's the verb I want. Um, it's, but it was a solid game. It had some interesting mechanics that like helped kind of tell the story in an interesting way, but overall it wasn't as satisfying to me as uh the room oldsons or donut county um so super smash bros came out like yesterday um which i guess at this point sort of finishes nintendo's release (laughs) of just getting their usual titles on the console (laughs) it downloaded itself so that actually worked um which is a step up from like you know, a year ago dealing with Nintendo's online stack. Um, and they also released um, whatever they're calling their annual subscription for their um, built-in emulator is now. It's not the yeah. it's not a virtual console anymore. It's something <laughs> else. Um, you know, but if you want to play moldy old games from the 80s, they have them with <laughs> unhanced graphics and all. Yay. Just what everyone was hoping for. Well, it's what my wife likes. Well, I mean, that's fair, but they could have, you know, tried a little. Yeah, I mean, what we really need is, like, for games up to the Nintendo 64 era and maybe even some GameCube games to come out for that as well. And they should have done this last year while they were, you know, waiting for any games to exist on it at all. Mm. But whatever. Nintendo continues to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory but continue <laughs> limping along as a company yeah oh evergarden came out. i'm like looking through my games list to see what i liked that came out it wasn't some years you feel like it's an amazing year for games uh and on mobile i didn't really feel that so much this year but evergarden was indeed very good uh of course i had tried that in 2016 at pax east so that was kind of a long wait for me hmm. Oh, did Alta's Odyssey come out this year? Was it like January? Because I feel like that's been out forever. It says February 21st, so... So, yes, very early yeah. in the year. Yeah. That was another good one. Yeah. Yeah, I I can tell I didn't have any games this year that I played on my phone, like, at all, because <laughs> I don't remember bitching about how they did or didn't handle the notch. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and you're counting, uh, completing games as a, uh, win for the as year. As a personal so, achievement. Yes. Yeah. Is this another, uh, 10 where, uh, 10 year whale situation? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. I actually, in, over the course of only a few weeks, not of continuous play, but of several sessions, I, I actually finished a gamey game, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. I was very proud of myself. Uh, I only had to cheat a little bit uh, by (laughs) making my husband do a part for me. So one of the uh, advantages normally of playing it on easy mode, which you know I did, is that in in the boss levels, which are hard, (laughs) it autosaves two or three times per level so that when you die, you don't have to start all over again from the very beginning. Mm. And I managed to get myself to one of the save points with like one life left out of like 17 (laughs) and uh, (laughs) with still half the level to go. And there was just no way I was ever going to be able to do that. (laughs) 
So I was like, can you please finish this worry? And Ruben took the controller and he did it in three tries. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but for the most part, I did play the game myself. Uh, I, I, the last, the very last um, boss thingy, which was very stressful. Uh, what, uh, I did that all by myself. And man, that game gets you in the feels. Feeling while gaming. That's not compatible with the toilet. It is not, but... Oh, we have to mention you brought the shirt back. Oh, that's right. I <laughs> So, yeah. So when, when my previous podcast ended, I took down the shop because obviously it doesn't it didn't make a whole lot of sense to sell merch for the podcast that didn't exist anymore but like i'd mentioned a few times that you know i'd, I'd shown people like i made this t-shirt before isn't it funny and some people were like that's cool i would buy one of those and was like okay so several months later <laughs> <laughs> i finally um downloaded the original uh illustrator files that i had and i modified it I freshened it up a little bit, and you can now buy the real gaming t-shirts, <laughs> the real toilet gamer <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> t-shirts on my on my Spreadshirt shop. Uh, I also put up a a, a version of my uh, shirt, which is for women and people of color at conferences and and tech events, uh, which <laughs> says, "Yes, I belong here. No, you may not quiz me on it, because you know yeah. that's a thing." And also, um, not a designer. Right, my yeah. 2016 uh, shirt that I made for myself. Because, <laughs> yeah. of course, if you're a woman, either you're you're in marketing or you're a designer. Yep. Not that there's anything wrong with those two professions, but it's also possible to be a developer and a woman at the same time. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, we'll have a link for all of that, and all the uh, proceed will go to you if anyone buys one. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I set the commission super low on those. I'll make like a dollar per t-shirt or something. Yeah, I've noticed that because like when I buy shirts from other podcasts and I'm like, $30, I know well, you can set this to like 25 I don't know. Any of them that are Cotton Bureau, like uh, those well, are- Those are a lot more too, yeah. Those are more expensive. Now, granted, um, I, would, I don't remember if this was 2018 or not, but I, you know, it very well may have been. Um, Cotton Bureau uh, made started making their own T-shirts like in-house, um, and the women's ones actually go up to quite a few more sizes that women come in <laughs> than they used to, because it used to be like basically for children. Um, they were junior sizes, and of course, so I always had to buy men's shirts. But with mm. uh, they had a Kickstarter for it uh, to back uh, blank by Cotton Bureau. And they're actually really nice. Um, and they, uh, I think it must have been this year because uh, App Camp for Girls was one of the first. Um, they had a bunch of designs that like launched the new shirts uh, okay. after the Kickstarter. And, and App Camp for Girls had a really cool one that, of course, I bought. I think I have like four App Camp for Girls shirts now. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple too. Um, in fact, um, it was um, my 2016 App Camp shirts. Um, that they gave me um, free shirt credits for because there was a uh, printing issue when they made them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they're they're a good company, um, but we we don't have shirts um, probably because I spent like ten minutes on the logo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I can't I haven't thought of any like catchphrases that we have. Uh, I don't know if we have any. <laughs> so other than women's problems, I'll not really. Yeah, and that doesn't really make for great t-shirt yeah. fodder. 
No, it's just more of the in joke. Yeah. <laughs> I I do like that though. I I'm I'm proud of that. As yes, a that that is <laughs> maybe the best thing you've ever coined. Good for me. Um. <laughs> um. So um. I guess that does it for games. If you don't have anything else, I don't think so. All right. Um. Then twenty nineteen should be good though. Yes. <laughs> Um, if not for anything, then, you know, we'll have a whole year of talking about the Goose Game. Do you know what month that's supposed to come out in? I don't think anybody knows what month that's supposed to come out in. Are they leaving it up to the Goose? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> they, um, they did partner with Panic, yeah. which is kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all anybody knows is 2019. We'll talk about it a year from now. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's worthy of its own episode. Um, which it might, it might be. be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also coming in 2019 is Ooblets and Tunic and probably other stuff that I can't think of right now. <laughs> it should be a better year. And who knows, maybe me, yeah. me or Brian will release something in 2019 too. Ooh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that's why 2018 sucks so much. Right. Totally. Yep. <laughs> um and uh we'll get the uh the rest of everything uh next week.